When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Top Stories, I'm Andy Zaltzman, rummaging around in the archives of the Bugle podcast once again. In January 2010, supporters of Barack Obama were coming to terms with the end of the warm and fuzzy feeling they'd been enjoying since his electoral victory. Myself and John Oliver had some advice to get them through the tough times in issue 101 of the Bugle entitled, People Will Now Only Trust a Naked Politician. Top story this week, how to lose hope and irritate people. Andy, this time last year, I was in Washington, D.C., freezing my nuts off, witnessing Barack Obama become President Barack Obama and watching a crowd go crazy before realising how cold they were and attempting to leave. And 12 months later, we seem to be experiencing a similar thing on a bigger scale. That warm feeling in the stomach we had 12 months ago of hope and change has been replaced by... 
a stabbing pain in the chest that then shoots down our side. <laughs> this last week, Massachusetts, the gay-marrying, lobster-eating, jeter-hating, high-taxing, healthcare-providing, green-monster-loving and Kennedy-spawning epicentre of liberalism, elected a Republican to the Senate. And if you're Obama, Andy, and I know that you're the first to admit you're not... <laughs> It's impossible to interpret this as anything other than a slap to the face, a kick to the balls and an entirely unnecessary tweak to the left nipple. <laughs> this will be a bad situation in the best of times, but unfortunately we are at the other end of that Dickens novel starter. <laughs> this seat just happened to be the Democrats' 60th seat and represented a supermajority which was the only hope of passing a healthcare bill which, though flawed, would have covered an extra 31 million Americans and eliminated the insurance company loopholes for pre-existing conditions. Meanwhile, Massachusetts happens to already have great health insurance so there was absolutely no incentive for them to vote for someone they didn't like in order to get the bill through. Oh, and one more thing, the seat only became free because Ted Kennedy, one of the greatest campaigners for healthcare, had just died. You know what, Andy? It would be funny if a series of funny things had happened rather than a series of things that were hugely frustrating and heartbreakingly disappointing. <laughs> I guess uh, what we in the rest of the world forget, because of course the rest of the world overwhelmingly voted for Obama uh, in the yep, election uh, they did. Uh, in 2008, albeit that those votes weren't actually counted. We forget that um, in the grand scheme of things, there wasn't that much in it, and actually two-thirds of US voters didn't vote for him, if yep. you include the people who didn't vote uh, for anyone. There's a lot of debate over whether Obama has failed so far. Now, to my admittedly non-American eyes, he seems to have done all right, but then I don't have news channels telling me that he's totally ruined what was a perfectly good country 12 months ago. <laughs> But I think the more interesting question is this, John. Is it possible for any politician to succeed nowadays, or at least to be considered to be succeeding, in this world of 24-hour news, dementedly partisan politics, an economy dependent on needing people to think they need and deserve more than they're currently getting, and like Rush Limbaugh smearing Tabasco into the eyes of hope, a world of delusional perception, frantic opinion twisting, and general political screaming? And more than that, is it even possible for people to be happy with their and their nation's lot in such a world, when they are constantly being told that they shouldn't be, cannot be under the current administration, and aren't. Now, I don't know, John, I'm only 35 and I spend most of my time thinking about sport, so... Uh, <laughs> True. Don't, don't ask me. If you want the future of politics, Andy, why not look to the Republican who spectacularly won that Massachusetts Senate seat? His name is Scott Brown, and he campaigned on a platform of having a truck saying no to things, and having a pair of attractive daughters, one of whom did quite well on American Idol a few years ago. Apparently, that's enough to derail healthcare. <laughs> Plus the fact that 28 years ago, and this is true, Andy, he did a naked centrefold for Cosmo, wang out. <laughs> I think it might be the case that people just inherently trust politicians who are willing to get their bits out. It's a trust issue. Maybe they've got a swastika tattooed on their arse cheek. Maybe they haven't. The point is, the electorate deserve to know who they're electing and what they're packing, both downtown and uptown. <laughs> and what, what was he packing, John? It, it's hard to say. The, the staples are in the way. <laughs> That's always your excuse. <laughs> So, how have the Democrats reacted to this Massachusetts humbling, Andy? They're probably either fighting back or whining. Please let it be the first one, please let it be the first one, please let it be... Oh, shit. <laughs> 
A talking point was leaked just yesterday from a new internal Senate Democratic memo which says Republicans have an obligation to the American people to join us in governing our nation through these difficult times and to help clean up the mess they left behind. It's mathematically impossible for Democrats to pass legislation on our own. Senate Republicans must come to the table with ideas for improving our nation and not obstructionist tactics. Hold on. Hold on. It is mathematically impossible for Democrats to pass legislation now with an 18-seat majority. Is it just me, Andy? Or does that seem entirely mathematically possible? <laughs> I've never said my math was good. I'm not great with numbers, but I'm good enough to know what numbers are bigger than other numbers. <laughs> How is it the Democrats find it so hard to get things done? Even with their 60-seat supermajority, they struggle to pass legislation. I think it may be time for them to get some assertiveness training, because Bush and Cheney were very, very good at getting things through, and they had significantly less seats to do it with. They simply had the ability, and perhaps more importantly, the willingness to look opponents in the eye and say, F*** you, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> so here are a series of helpful phrases that I think the Democrats could do with learning for their newfound assertiveness. Are you thirsty? How about a cool glass of shut-up juice? <laughs> hands up here, who is the president? Everyone put their f***ing hands down apart from me. And finally, I'm sorry you don't agree with our healthcare platform, and I'm even sorry that your mother's sexually transmitted diseases will now go untreated. Boom! <laughs> what did you say? Your uh, mathematical capabilities aren't great, John, uh, as evidenced not. by the fact that you seem to think that there is only one math, whereas, of course, it is, in fact, <laughs> maths. Yes. Maths, John. You're right. You're right. I stand corrected. You're losing touch with your roots. <laughs> I guess we should remember in mitigation that when uh, Obama sat down in the Oval Office for the first time uh, a year ago, he, he faced a British National Party leader, Nick Griffin, of an intrate. Massive, hideous, profoundly disturbing and totally immovable. <laughs> and blaming Obama for many of the troubles that he's faced is a bit like blaming the vet who is currently trying to recover your TV remote control from your dog's esophagus for the fact that you shoved your TV remote control down your dog's esophagus just to see what would happen. But I guess the thing is, John, it seems to me that much of America is still struggling to take to its heart a president who is A, black as night, B, born in Kenya, probably in some kind of satanic ritual, <laughs> C, an Islamic fundamentalist who cannot be trusted on aeroplanes, and D, basically Lenin. Yep, he's all those things. But before we despair, let's look on the plus side and remember, it could have been so different and so, so much worse. <laughs> not the McCain-Palin national suicide ticket, not that. No, instead, right now, we could feasibly have been 12 months into a John Edwards presidency, a presidency which would be collapsing around his ears in scandal. Now, you may remember that John Edwards admitted to having an affair during the campaign at the same time that his wife was being treated for terminal cancer. So, we already knew this guy was pure class. But, at the time, he fiercely denied that he'd fathered a love child with his mistress. Well, on Thursday... Edwards released a depressingly unsurprising statement at breakfast time. A statement that made a nation's cereal milk curdle in their mouths. Here it is, and you may want to have a bottle of Purell handy to shoot in your ears once you've heard this. The statement read, I am Quinn's father. It was wrong for me to ever deny she was my daughter, and hopefully one day, when she understands, she will forgive me. Well, let's see about that, shall we, John Edwards? Because that's going to be a very awkward conversation for you to have with your young daughter one day. Oh, hello, Quinn. Just before I tuck you in, there's something I need to talk to you about. Sometimes, when a man loves himself very, very much, 
He's willing to prostitute everything and everyone around him for narcissistic political gain. Okay, sweet dreams. Who loves you? That's right, your mommy loves you. I personally, I like you. Don't get me wrong, I like you fine, I just prefer myself, given the choice. Night! He's a turbo douche, Andy. But I think one day, let's see what she, she will understand and forgive him, because, you know, when she understands a bit more about uh, American politics, John, and the pressures of uh-huh. running for president, the most powerful job in the world, she'll realise that uh, her daddy, John Edwards, needed all the help he could get to beat two vastly superior candidates. And uh, John Edwards had clearly read his Greek mythology, and he knows that to gain divine favour for a successful campaign, <laughs> you have to sacrifice your own daughter, Agamemnon <laughs> style. Now, of course... As you said, Edwards' wife was battling cancer at the time. So in the circumstances, it would have been rude to use one of her existing daughters. And right. she presumably wasn't really up for having another one at the time. So the best thing for everyone was for him to sire another daughter with a random mistress, specifically for sacrifice. In fact, he did it for the good of his wife and his family. And when she's a bit older and not so preoccupied with throwing things on the floor and trying to eat everything she picks up like the one-year-old she is, she'll understand that, John. John Edwards... Terrible modern politician, outstanding ancient Greek. (laughs) He's denied pretty much everything uh, at various points, hasn't he? From the affair to the child to his possession of a penis and testicles. (laughs) Uh, In fact, at one point he denied ever having eaten breakfast, claimed that he has never used a pen, and declared that muddy waters didn't exist. (laughs) The National Enquirer, who broke the story, are submitting their John Edwards coverage to the Pulitzer Committee. (laughs) John Edwards is so bad... (laughs) That he's managed to make a publication, a viable candidate for the Pulitzer, which has stories about people getting anally probed by aliens <laughs> and headlines such as, I boiled my baby and ate it. <laughs> yeah, but they nicked that off the Daily Telegraph. Well, if you've enjoyed that episode of Top Stories, you'll probably want to listen to a newer episode of The Bugle that's been released within, say, the last week. Well, I'm not stopping you. You can find it online, specifically at thebuglepodcast.com. 